Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy, co-hosted by me, Zivi Owens, and Tracy Cox, who is the author of 17 books and an international sex expert. We are the duo behind the TikTok viral sensation account called With Zivi and Tracy, and you should definitely listen to this podcast in which I ask Tracy three anonymously sourced questions each episode, which you can also enter at and Tracy.com and it's sex talk S E X T O K to reflect our TikTok viral success. I hope you enjoy. Enter your questions on our website. Listen up, send it to friends, and please rate and review our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy. Hi, Tracy. How's everything going? I'm good. As I was waiting for you, I was thinking about something completely trivial. In the morning show, right? Jennifer Aniston's apartment is. My, I, it's like porn heaven, that show. All the apartments <laughs> are just amazing. That hotel that they stayed. But I was just trying to work out what that would be worth. It looks yeah. just amazing. I mean, she's got the best view. Off you know, pod. what we should really do is figure out what apartment that is. I mean, it exists, and right? Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm going to have to go Google this and find out. And I'll try to get, I'll get you on the case. Maybe I'll get a real estate <laughs> So I can just buy it with my spare change, you know, so you that can, sort of thing. Well, you know, just anyway. so you know. Wait, I'm going to Google yeah. this right now. Jennifer Aniston's apartment. <laughs> I'm Googling on a podcast in Morning Show. Morning Let me show. just see if it's... Uh, I bet you it's 50 million. I it's 50 million. At least. It's at, oh, look at this. It's the penthouse at 173 Perry Street in the West Village. Mm. And so now I can put that on Zillow. I okay. hope other people are interested in this. <laughs> I hope other people are interested in this too. This is we ridiculous. are going to talk about sex in a minute. Okay. Well, oh. as I'm finding out, okay, I'm going to say value of, okay, 173 Perry Street. This is ridiculous. I wonder if anybody lives there. If you live there, I'm really sorry. <laughs> um, no. Let's see. It's not, it's priced at 85 no, that's for apartment seven. Okay, well, whatever. Anyway, let me. I'm going right. to keep looking at this. All right, you keep time. looking in the background. Ask the question. I'll keep doing the work. Okay. No, wait here. <laughs> Penthouse. Wait. Hold on. Oh, it's for sale. Tracy, you're what? in luck. Oh no, it's sold. It's thirteen. Oh. It's sold for thirteen nine. No way. It must be tiny then. I. It only. Yeah. It only has one bathroom. God. Well, they must just film it anyway. All right. Let's okay. go with it then. God, that's amazing. Thirteen million. So I can't afford it after all. <laughs> yeah, there are only two rooms. I told you, I thought it was small. Oh my God, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. anyway. All right. Okay, so back to our show. Question number one. Wait, where did my question go? <laughs> Wait, here we go. Okay, question number one. I'm embarrassed. Oh gosh, now I'm like screaming this. I'm embarrassed about the way my vagina looks. My inner labia lips protrude and look ugly. I've watched porn and for most women, the inner lips sit inside the outer lips. It makes me very nervous about sex with someone new. Is this normal? Yes, it's very, very normal. And I mean, vaginas come in all shapes and sizes and asking 
is my vagina normal? It's like saying, is my fingerprint normal? Mm-hmm. It, there, no one is, is like another one. And, and I always think, look at the variety of noses in the world. I'm like, <laughs> no one has the same nose. And yet we expect everyone to have the same sort of labia lips. It's just ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. And there is no one that says you must have smaller inner lips and you bigger, you know, the, the outer lips are meant to be bigger. I don't know where people get this from. And I really, really, really want this woman and anyone else who has a problem with the way their vagina looks to Google the Great Wall of Vagina. And it's an artist by Jamie McCartney. I've met him. He's, he's amazing, actually. And he cast 400 women's vaginas in Plaster Paris in 2008. And he displays them. He travels all around with the world with this. And he just cuts them in. He's got them all beside each other. And he cuts them into big slabs. And then you go in and you have a look. Now, it is absolutely fascinating because you see the different shapes. And especially the labia, because that's the main thing that looks at all different and some people have pubic hair and some people that don't and it is absolutely fascinating so it's a really good non-threatening way to see the differences in what vaginas look like and we're not even talking about color here so if you look at if you google images of vaginas you'll see that the colors in the vagina vary now when in my old days when I used to work for Cosmopolitan magazine I one of my friends was the editor of Hustler magazine remember Hustler yes one of the porny mags and what the reason a hustler store on Sunset Boulevard in in LA? Yeah, yeah, there would have been. Now, if you recall, pre-porn, you used to have these girly mags like Hustler. I don't know if they did full full genitalia, but and he told me, and I and I've looked it up to make sure he's, well, he wasn't making it up. They do what's called pinking. So whenever they do a spread, a literal spread of a woman with a leg spread, they go through and they lighten and they change the genitalia so it looks that cookie cutter pink you know that perfect youthful you know pink that we use so we have in our heads and it's probably just all come from this that this is what a vagina must look like this is what a young vagina looks like and it's not it's been photoshopped effectively so this is where that all came to now you can complain about porn all you want but in fact it has actually normalized the appearance of genitalia now in the question the woman says That's what's making her freak in that she's looking at porn and there are all these perfect vaginas. She is looking at adult performers. Now, some adult performers, not all because it's not so fashionable these days, have had labiaplasty, which is basically cosmetic surgery to make your genitals look good. Very common. used to be very common. Lots of anal bleaching, vaginal bleaching going on. So when you look at porn, don't look at that sort of porn. Go into amateur porn. Now, amateur porn is normal people with no touching up who haven't had cosmetic surgery on their genitals. And that, if you look at that, will give you a good idea, again, of how different vaginas look. Now, and this is women, this is something, Zivy, that women don't talk about. Women never talk about it. You know, and you can't see your vulva. It's not like, I, you know, we can look at each other's breasts, even though they're in clothes, and get an idea. But you can't see someone's vulva. And no one talks about it. I mean, some women do, but they most women don't because they feel embarrassed or they feel ashamed. And don't, I mean, do you remember the first time you got a mirror and had to look at yourself? We're not having this conversation. Okay. Well, I but remember. I would, say, I, I would say to this woman, any, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Move on. Don't even spend <laughs> two seconds worrying about this. It's all good. It is what it is. You're not having a labiaplasty. Please. No. You're fine. Don't. don't I would like, do not worry. Don't even think about it again. It's all good. That's what I would say. 
That's what she would say. Anything to get out of the mirror thing. I would say that I've been asked this question so many times about my inner lips protrude out of my, you know, further than my outer lips do. I've been asked it so many times that I think it's more normal for that to happen than it is this symmetrical, hairless, perfectly, you know, inner lips inside the lips, vaginas. I think there's more of the inner lips protruding than the other version. And I would also say, Zibby, you're dead right. Don't worry about it. Keep going. And if anyone dares to make a derogatory comment to you about the appearance of your genitals, you say, you know what? I'm not having sex with you anymore. Goodbye. There's the door and never see them again. And same goes for women who make derogatory remarks about men's penises. I think genital shaming is absolutely just not on. Really isn't on. There's nothing you can do about it. Well, there is actually in the case of women. But really not a good idea to shame someone just amazing how many things there are to worry about in the world. Oh, I know. But this should not be one of them. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Okay, question number two. A year ago, my partner had an affair. We have a close group of friends, and everyone knows about it. But we've worked things out. I have forgiven him, and we are back on track. The problem is, our friends haven't done the same. I feel judged by them, and I'm constantly having to defend my decision to take him back. How do I get them to move on like I have? Interesting, isn't it? Because this is the first time, really, that there's more shame in staying than going. And, you know, you remember, like, every book, every piece of research you ever read about cheating, the cheater was going to hell, they were bad Mm -hmm. people. Research now shows that nice people cheat, happy people cheat. And, you know, there are new conversations being had about infidelity, except for your friends. They're not on the same page, but I have my theories as to why that might be. But I think that we now, logical people, accept that affairs are not always about somebody wanting to have their cake and eat it too and having a bit on the side. Sometimes affairs happen when, you know, there's a problem within the relationship. The person who cheats does it as a last resort. They've tried everything else to solve this problem. And in fact, you know, the last thing they really wanted was to go outside the marriage. So sometimes the cheater can be the victim. Now, she doesn't say what caused the relationship to go off track, but clearly she thought he deserved another chance. And I'm wondering if, and and I suspect, because usually people do forgive, and decide to stay, it's usually because they can see their part in it. So maybe she thinks, you know, maybe I've done something that perhaps didn't help as well. I don't think it's the friend's business unless she has a history of people treating her badly and they're just being protective. And also, did they like him before? Mm -hmm. Did they really like him and he's disappointed them or did they never ever think he was really good enough for her? What do you think is so far? Then I've got another point about the group dynamic. 
I know. I keep turning this one over in my head because it's complicated. My first instinct was to say, you know what? What goes on in your relationship is your business and that it Mm -hmm. is hard when your friends can't understand, but you just have to let them know that like, it's okay. And like, this is your decision and, you know, your friends eventually will catch on. And if they don't, you know, start hanging out with maybe some new friends or something like, you know, I mean, you know, but then you're right. Then I was thinking, well, what if they're trying to get, send her a message and she is being taken advantage of, and maybe she is in a relationship that's really bad for her, but she can't see it and her friends are trying to help. So Mm. I guess what I would say is she should try one friend at a time and just sit down a close friend. If you if she's really mm, a close friend, idea. then you'd be able to have a chat about it. So I would say yes. go to coffee, have a friend come over, sit on the couch and just be like, listen, you know, I feel really judged by you. I want you to know I'm really happy right now. And I'm, you know, what can I do to make you feel better about it? Something like that. I think that's a great idea. And the other thing that I think is important in this is the fact that it's a group. You've got a group of friends and their couples, right? Now, what happens when one person in the group has an affair or gets divorced is that everybody gets nervous because you look at your own partner and think, Christ, are they cheating? Or do they want to cheat? Or, and people are thinking, well, God, he got away with having an affair and she took him back maybe I can get away with having an affair so it makes everybody nervous and it does they're right to be nervous because when research shows that when one person in a group does divorce often there is another one and it happened with me when I left my first husband you know we were in a really tight group of friends really seriously eight months later somebody else left Mm -hmm. because you think oh, okay, this can happen. It makes it real. Mm -hmm. And also, if one person in the group is a bit nervous about their partner being tempted to have an affair or thinks they might be, they don't want to see somebody get away with it. Mm -hmm. They want to see somebody punished for it. You know, if you're sitting there with your partner thinking, Christ, you know, I think my partner's having an affair, you want to see that partner absolutely vilified, not forgiven and taken back, don't you think? Yes. And also I want to know, how is he behaving in the group? Like, has he shown how sorry he is and how remorseful he is? Because I feel like the more sorry and remorseful, the more likely they are to forgive him. Or has he sort of breezed back in and just sort of, oh, well, that's what happened. Let's just push it under the carpet. And, you know, I wonder, I feel like if he was, and also he almost should apologise to the group because if you are that close. I was just just thinking that too. He should, it's on him. Part of it is on him. Yeah. And she should talk to him about it. She should talk to her partner about maybe yeah. something he can do or address it in some way. Yeah, because one, if you are all really close and somebody hurt somebody else, you have mucked up the group dynamic, haven't you? So he should apologise. And the other thing is, has she told the friends why she's giving him this other chance is mm-hmm. there a, because if she if they, all they know is that he cheated and you know and she's taken him back well it does look like why what are you doing but if there was a reason like actually you know what I wasn't paying him very much attention or you know not that that's excuse for an affair but you know what why is she le- not leaving mm-hmm. so maybe if they knew that they might understand a little bit more agreed yeah agreed it's tough, though. I Difficult mean, one, though. Some, when, once somebody's, like, hurt a friend of mine, I, I feel all mama bear about it. And you right? You yeah, know, I do. You just don't want it to happen again. Yeah. So I get it on all levels. But anyway. Yeah. Okay, question three. Tracy, <laughs> you often talk about using a butt plug during sex. We've never used one before. Can you explain for beginners how to use one and what type to buy? Right. I can see why that's directed at me and not you. Now, the reason why I love 
butt plugs or why I'm always are you telling people to use them is this so easy to use right so what you do with a butt plug is you insert it and you leave it and that's all you do and then you just go on and have sex as you would normally so it's not like a sex toy where that becomes the big focus and you're having to do things with it or you just put it in leave it there go on have vaginal intercourse oral sex foreplay whatever now most people who do anal play use a finger, so they insert a finger instead. Now, there's two reasons why I think butt plugs are superior. The first one is that if you're using uh, inserting a finger, you're basically losing use of that whole hand that could be stimulating elsewhere. And also, some people, even if they really enjoy anal stimulation, they still find it a bit embarrassing. And the thing about a butt plug is that you put it up and you leave it inside, and then you do other things to your partner or together. So, If they're really enjoying the pressure that it's putting on the nerve endings, they can kind of pretend that it's not that. No, 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 I can't even feel that. It's what you're doing to me otherwise. It's because you're kissing me or you're touching my breasts or blah, blah. So they don't have to admit that it's the anal stimulation that they're really enjoying. Whereas if it's a finger wiggling about, well, then it's obvious that that's what's doing it sort of thing. So it's it's for shy anal fans. if you know what I mean. Now, how to choose one? I think if you go online and just search beginner's butt plug, you'll get a plethora of choices. There are so many. I do one in my super sex range. It's hot pink, which makes it fun. It's about 3.5 inches long, three inches wide. And they kind of, they're really cute butt plugs. I don't know if you've ever seen one to me, but they kind of look like a tiny penis with a pot belly. They're like wider in the middle. They all have a flared base. That does not sound cute to me, but... (laughs) (laughs) It is. Google it as I'm talking to you. Okay, fine. All right, and they've all got a flared base. This is really important because, as we've said many times, the vagina has an end to it. The rectum does not. It goes on into the long intestine, which the intestine, which is five feet long, and your toy can literally go disappearing off into that intestine. And five feet is a bit long to stick your fingers in and get it out. So never, ever put anything in the rectum that doesn't have a flared base. By a flared base, I mean like, oh God, I'm, trying, I'm showing Zippy and you can't see me. You know what I mean by a flared yes, base? It, it, it kind of is diagonal. Almost like a, imagine a suction. It's got like a bottom like that. It's like the thing on the bottom of a Christmas tree. Yes, exactly. God, that image not... <laughs> Right. Anyway, right, never mind. So you can either buy a static butt plug or you can buy a vibrating butt plug. You, there are millions and millions of choices. Now, when you buy them, make sure you stock up on lube because you cannot use a butt plug without lube and you need a very good quality one. You need one that's nice and thick because the rectum isn't self-lubricating. Now, how to use it, I would definitely wait until I was aroused first or when you've just had an orgasm and you're really relaxed, apply lube to the butt plug and to the rectum and then get your partner to sort of run it gently around the rim of the anus. Now, what can happen is if you sort of press it into the opening of the anus and just see what happens, sometimes the sphincter muscles can just start to pull it in. It's quite extraordinary. They're very, very strong. If this doesn't happen, just push gently until it's inserted a little way and then You've got to have lots of communication. How is this feeling? Shall I keep going? Now, it's only three inches, so you could insert a butt plug in about a second flat. At the very most, it's probably going to take 10 seconds to insert it. You've got lots of lube. It, you'll feel the tiniest, tiniest bit of discomfort. So if he's looking a bit... No, not I'm not. Way. I'm just... Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, she's keep fine. going. So it's a tiny, tiny bit of a discomfort for a tiny, tiny amount of time. And once it's in place, it should feel comfortable. It feels very comfortable. It just feels like pressure, a little bit of pressure, which is what you want. 
then you continue to have sex as normal. And also butt plugs are fantastic if you want to start preparing the rectum for anal intercourse. So they really are quite a fun little toy that everyone thinks, what? Because everyone's a bit funny about anal toys, but they're so non-threatening once you start using them. And they really do add a nice bit of pressure and makes everything else feel even better than it normally does. Have I sold you? No. (laughs) (laughs) But okay. Okay, sex challenge of the week. Okay. The sex challenge of the week is that I want you to ask your partner this question, okay? What, if you could do anything you want, would you like to do? Now, obviously, to do with sex, I suppose, to go and live in the Bahamas or something. In other words, what's a fantasy that they maybe haven't shared with you? And I always think in these scenarios, you need to go first. So you might say, right, next time we're having sex, I want you to pretend that I'm a sex worker and you're going to order me to do all these things, right? So the point of this type of exercise really is just to show your partner that they all the things they suggest don't necessarily have to be these very PC, you know, very, you know, acceptable things that they can go out of the square and suggest things that maybe are a little bit out there. So keep it lighthearted and see what happens. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that's your homework this week. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you, Tracy. <laughs> Thanks so much. And just giving a heads up that we will be taking a break in a couple of weeks for the summer. I know summer's far away, but you know, just letting everybody know. So stock up now, listen every week. It's not for ages though. It's really? I feel like time. it's coming up. No, maybe I stop no, no it's March, April. We've got a whole, actually, maybe all it's right, all right, all another right. six. Yeah, yeah. I said, don't worry. I too just much. don't want to lose our listeners. No, I don't want to lose them. I either. don't want them to say, like, what happened all of a sudden. So I like to give everybody a little notice. Maybe there's yes. too much notice. I won't bring it up again for a while. Okay. <laughs> all right. Bye, don't panic, everybody. We're still here for a while. All right. See you <laughs> okay. next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy. If you want more from Tracy, she has a column on Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium. So check that out too. Thanks again. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. Mm. 